Hi, everybody. This is Josh Becerra from Agurian. In this episode of How I Work, I'm excited to have Madeline Enos with me today. Madeline's a marketing leader with over a decade in tech. She's an advocate for equitable workplaces, currently the head of marketing at the HR startup Included.ai. Previously, she led global marketing teams at the international research and consulting firm Gartner. Madeline, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this. I you know, I wanted to just kind of start by giving you a little time to tell us your story and how you kind of arrived at this intersection of marketing and DEI. So take us back a little bit to Gartner or previous kind of and where your interests aligned and now how you're you're here doing these things. Yeah. Well, uh, the beginning of my story really starts in the nonprofit sector. Um, after college, I worked for a regional food bank for many years, loved um, that area of social impact, really feel like you're making a direct difference in, in the community that you're working in. Um, when I moved to Austin, Texas, however, uh, I did a big career pivot. Tech was booming at the time, and I was able to get in with a small tech startup called Software Advice, which was quickly acquired by Gartner. And then I um, ended up working with the Gartner Digital Markets uh, portfolio of businesses, which were really dedicated to helping small to mid-sized businesses adopt technology to be more efficient and, and grow um, so loved helping small businesses and creating thought leadership and research reports um, on that topic. And I started getting really involved with Gartner's employee resource groups, uh, okay. women at Gartner, Mosaic. Um, they have some really strong programming there, and it's an international firm. So I got to work with colleagues all over the world um, and really think about how we could make Gartner a more inclusive and equitable workplace. So very passionate about that topic, started posting about it a lot on LinkedIn. Right. Um, and uh, a former um, uh, student or uh, a former uh, university student, Laura Close, who I went to Portland State University with, uh, reached out and she said, hey, we used to you know, volunteer together in the equity space back in our college days. I just started this tech startup that is really disrupting how HR professionals and executives can shape a more inclusive culture using data and AI. Are you interested in yeah. chatting? Obviously very intrigued with that. Um, and uh, I'm excited to have been with the included team since March. Um, high growth company, it's been a wild ride, uh, just kind of entering the startup space again. Yeah. Um, very different than Enterprise Gartner. And um, uh, it's been great speaking with our customers and kind of HR leaders about what strategies they're utilizing that are working and then how big data uh, and predictive analytics can support those efforts. Wow. that Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I feel like big data and predictive analytics is getting into, you know, every aspect of not only business, but our lives. And yeah, I think... Um, you know, at Agurian here, we've been on a journey, our own uh, kind of uh, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and we actually add the B, belonging. So we have a yes. DEI B. Um, love the B. And, yeah, I love I love the B too. So we've been on that that journey ourselves, and um, you know, have some employee resource groups for a thirty person agency. Um, you know, it's it's not an easy work to do, and you know, you just have to kind of stay committed 
Um, you know, one of the things that is interesting to me, looking at the industry as a whole, or kind of, you know, we're an agents marketing agency and looking at marketing agencies, but in the marketing field in general, like representation in the field and recruiting strategies for DEI have been kind of a challenge, I would say, I think for companies uh, in our industry. So I, I'm curious to know, like, what, why you think that might be? what advice you have for like agencies or in-house marketing departments and how they can overcome some of those like recruiting challenges. Yeah. Um, well, I was just checking out some recent stats from the marketing and advertising field. And um, although there are some sunny stories there around gender representation, there's a lot of women in marketing, a lot of women in marketing leadership, um, from a, a race and ethnicity standpoint, still very white. Um, I think over 70% of, of marketing professionals are white in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so uh, from marketing agencies that are on the smaller side um, who are looking to diversify their workforce because they know, right, that there's a positive business impact for this. Yeah. If you have a, a staff that um, re represents your customers um, or the people you're advertising to, you can be much stronger. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of research around diverse teams driving innovation um, because there's a diversity of thought there. So um, if you're a small house, I think using some research-backed tactics can be really helpful. Okay. So um, one is diverse slates of candidates, mm -hmm. um, making a commitment to, uh, uh, you know, not just looking at the candidates who apply within the first week, right? But having some intentionality saying, I really want a diverse pool of candidates um, to choose the folks who are going to be the most qualified, the, the most culture add yeah. to the organization. Um, and if on that kind of first uh, application wave, you're not really seeing that, being proactive about um, uh, doing outreach to specific groups uh, or professional organizations that might have candidates that are in those kind of target demographics. Um, I think that can be really powerful. And then diverse um, uh, interview panels can also be really great. That shows um, prospective uh, employees that that there are people on the team that uh, look like them, uh, that, you know, people are, are um, uh, that there is diversity within the organization. Now, obviously, that's a challenge if you don't already have that representation, yeah. but um, that can be really powerful when uh, top candidates are making their decision about what organizations they want to align with. So those are two things that, you know, don't necessarily require an extra budget, but do require some intention and some time. Um, but can be really effective in um, uh, transforming your organization. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've tried to do is find like where are those um, points of intersection that we can like uh, leverage to to like uncover some some diverse candidates. So like, and and more and more, I think those points of intersection are starting to like become more, uh, I don't know, ubiquitous in the sense that like you, there are groups that exist out there that, you know, you can go to and say, Hey, we, we have this job posting and we are seeking, um, you know, this type of, you know, more diverse candidates. Um, most re one of our most recent hires, we 
we actually put the post on a site called Bus Stop Mamas, which is a local Twin Cities startup, which is really cool. And it's like, it's exactly what it says, right? It's like basically um, people who have been kind of dedicated to their family and are now looking to, to kind of re-enter the workforce. You know, they're at a little bit different age demographic than, you know, maybe some of the, the app, typical applicants, right? And so there's just, there are kind of places, but it does take a little bit of effort to like uncover those and, and make those contacts and try to like um, establish those connections, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I love the example you brought up. Uh, it's easy to think about diversity in just a very visual way, like a snapshot way, but there's intersectional identities, right? So being a parent, you know, disabled, veteran status, whatever the case may be, um, you know, really thinking through that and, and how you can, yeah, invite these great candidates to, to apply um, and, and bring a new perspective to your organization. And then something, um, I'm not sure if you've done this already, but uh, I've seen it become more popular is actually in job descriptions to have a statement around DEI, um, you know, in, uh, encouraging candidates of all backgrounds um, to, to apply um, or having a, a very clearly articulated statement on your website, on the about page. I think people really look at this stuff, um, especially if they are a competitive candidate, if they, you know, have a a great skill set and uh, a lot of uh, experience and established success, they can be choosy about who um, who they work for. Right. So uh, make yourself a, a place that's attractive. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great too. Yeah. And just in last, in Q3 of this last year, we redid all of those like job descriptions and our careers page to include some of those things. And that actually was initiative that, that kind of was, um, pulled out of our women's ERG. So like that group, like one of their things was like, Hey, I think we could do better. And here's how, and like, they gave us some ideas and we went ahead and executed. So it's, um, it's pretty cool to see, like I said, we're on a journey. We're not like perfect by any means, but, um, you know, things are getting done and like those conversations are unfolding. And I think it's just more about like having that, that commitment. So we've been talking about like recruitment, and I think you are alluding to, you know, candidates who are going on your website and kind of having a look around to see, you know, who, who, what did the pictures of the people on, on the existing team look like, you know, what, what is there that statement on the job description? Um, is there kind of a value statement around uh, DEI initiative? So, you know, recruitment is just kind of the first step, then comes the retention side of things. And I, I know you, you talk about kind of how organizations can ensure that they're creating an inclusive culture, um, especially for like marketing organizations. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm I'm not the first person to observe this, but um, I think there's a big difference between a welcoming culture and an inclusive culture, yeah. right? You can kind of bring out the welcome wagon when new hires um, uh, arrive and, and have a great onboarding program and have a happy hour, a coffee chat with teammates. That's all great. That's best practice. But that's a little different than really encouraging people to bring them their whole selves to work and know that um, that will be uh, accepted and celebrated. 
And so being um, explicit about that uh, in, you know, any onboarding materials or information on your website is, is helpful, certainly. Yeah. Um, but also uh, kind of hiring for those qualities as well. Um, knowing that uh, you want to invite people to the team, not only from, uh, you know, a variety of backgrounds, but also uh, who value that as well and, and will, um, you know, be inclusive with, with their colleagues. So um, I think that's, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and then exactly what you're doing with the ERGs, um, the kind of uh, groundswell of uh, people who are doing the day-to-day -day job and see things that, you know, executives or leadership might not, and having that culture of transparency and candor, where those things can be, um, you know, brought to the table and actioned on um, without, you know, concern of uh, it being perceived the wrong way or, or, or something like that. Um, knowing that everyone's committed to these positive outcomes and, and um, I, good ideas can come from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely believe, you know, like one of the tenants that we try to, well, one of our core values is live honest, our true selves, are our best selves. So that's, that's one of our core values here. But then, um, you know, one of the major tenants that we try to um, uphold is around radical candor. Maybe you know all about that concept too, but love, yeah. Love the book, love the yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, I do think it is important that people can have the kind of psychological safety to be able to like share things um, and their opinions without having this, this feelings of retribution or something. So um, yeah, and that's where that be the belonging part really lives, right? Um, beyond just like creating an inclusive environment, you really want people to feel like they they belong and are seen as their true selves. So yeah, um, again, it takes work, but it's it's totally. they're great outcomes worth committing to for sure. Yeah, and um, I did want to bring in a, a data piece to the conversation. So um, something we're doing with our solution, which has been really interesting um, from a design partnership perspective um, with our current customers is creating dashboards um, to really support retention and engagement. Right. Um, so you can see you know, how employee sentiment is tracking to regrettable attrition and identify what are the factors that are really driving attrition. You know, is it um, kind of uh, uh, overall sentiment scores and NPS score or something on a survey? Um, is it compensation? Is it um, kind of time and role without uh, uh, progressing? And sure. you can look at that from a demographic perspective and really, you know, do some, some self-reflection and analysis, like have we built an equitable organization? Um, where uh, everyone who is, you know, meeting and exceeding performance goals can grow and thrive in their career here. Um, so that uh, I think is really important for those huge organizations where mm -hmm. like, it's very hard to kind of keep track of the individual. I think the situation is a little different perhaps um, for a smaller org where everyone kind of knows each other and, and um, you know, the executives and leaders probably know everyone by name and their story um, and, and can really uh, keep a closer eye on that. But really interesting to think about um, that from a retention perspective, mm -hmm. especially as, you know, the hiring landscape is, is um, 
a little volatile, you know, um, some companies are still high growth and hiring, but some are really just looking at retention strategies yeah. right now for their top performers. They might not be doing a lot of hiring. Um, so people are very interested in this topic um, from, from a kind of big data perspective. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, like I said at the beginning, like the, this idea of applying data and AI to like every aspect of our life, I think, yeah, it provides like amazing information for leaders. I mean, we, I, I am leading an organization, like you said, where I, I know everybody by their first name, I know their story. So it is different, but I could, I can definitely see where in large organizations, like having a, a handle on this from a data perspective really would at least give you like those early kind of indicators of like, are we doing things right? Or do we have a problem? Can we course correct? How do we do that? So I think it's really cool that, you know, your tool is focused on that. So um, another thing that we kind of, that we kind of touched on earlier, but it's this idea that, uh, you know, if you have a more diverse um, workforce and especially in marketing, like the, the people that we are advertising to, you know, are diverse, right? And the, and so it's how is it that you can ensure that like the uh, advertising, messaging, and content that you're producing has like some that DNI lens. Um, and so, what advice would you have for teams on like trying to help them, you know, ensure that that DNI lens exists when they are producing? the advertising messaging and content. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a question for you. Um, uh, does your team have any kind of checklist or, or core things you look at before you would consider, you know, sharing uh, creative with a, a client? Because if you yeah. do, you might consider adding that as part of the checklist. Um of course, you know, marketing is all about customer segmentation. And of course, there are going to be campaigns where you're really honing in on specific demographics. Um, but for the most part, the better reach you can have, you know, the more you can sell whatever your product is. Yeah, so yeah. it's really, I think, um, folks' best interests, uh, your, your clients to um, uh, consider that and and certainly your, your staff. Um, so uh, I think... I also really like to look at um, some of the leaders in, in this space um, and how their campaigns have gone beyond just like selling soap or body sure. wash um, and turned into a cultural moment, which uh, is, is what we probably go for as marketers and advertisers. Yeah. Um, can you give us uh, an example of like yeah dove is a is a classic like i feel like they changed everything and then um just in the beauty um and uh kind of skincare and wellness space in general really um diversity and inclusion is at the the forefront which i think is interesting at least with the the companies that i'm you know keeping track of inspired yeah. by and want to support um, so, uh, really love seeing what Fenty, um, beauty has been doing and, um, and even, uh, mainstream kind of cosmetics companies, uh, expanding their, their line to support more skin tones. Sure. Um, I, I think consumers are demanding it, right? So, um, great to see companies that are stepping up and, and kind of doing things right. Yeah. And 
it's also good business. Like that's the other thing yeah. that I think uh, <laughs> business leaders need to like really understand is like, not only is it the right thing, but it's also good business. Like you have a whole set of consumers that, you know, you can bring into the fold by doing some of these things. So it's pretty cool. So you, you mentioned inspiration. So we're kind of getting close on time. And I love to ask this as kind of a last question, which is kind of who's inspiring you lately? What thought leaders are you listening to authors, you're reading podcasts, um, just for the audience, like, you know, who's, who, who are you listening to right now? Yeah, well, uh, I am a big book club person. I kind of became one over the pandemic. <laughs> so I just finished up, it's on my desk, uh, The Go-Giver. Yes. And um, had the opportunity to actually engage with the uh, one of the authors, Bob Berg, um, on LinkedIn, which was so cool. Um, I posted like a recap of the book club discussion because there were some really great takeaways uh -huh. around how... Um, uh, really giving, supporting others uh, is good for business, good for culture, things we kind of know, but um, yeah. uh, had some good kind of uh, uh, business cases for people who might not be convinced. Right. So um, it was really amazing to post something on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, tag the author, and then like have a full on dialogue in the comments <laughs> about awesome. um, how the book has impacted people and, and, um, kind of, I felt like I was having a LinkedIn moment. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, and then in terms of, uh, podcasts, um, I continue to come back to Tim Ferriss. Like mm -hmm. I, I really liked him <laughs> like back in the day with his kind of wacky, um, four hour work week stuff before remote work and kind of yeah. globalized team were super, um, popular, um, but now and then I'll tune back in and, um, uh, I really appreciate the, the, uh, thoughtful interview style he's cultivated and, um, just the diversity of his, his guests. So, yeah, well, that's very cool. Well, I'm, I'm definitely a, a big believer in kind of uh, business karma, like you say, with the go-giver, you know, uh, approaching every conversation about like, what can I learn from this person and then how can I help them? Right. Yeah. And I, I think uh, I, I do feel like business is kind of moving like in that direction generally. And that that fills me with kind of hope and optimism. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also really thankful to you for taking your time uh, to be here with me today. So, uh, Madeline, thanks. And super excited to see included.ai in the world and and helping people achieve their DEI objectives. So thanks for your time. Great conversation. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for listening to the How I Work podcast with Josh Becerra. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe. To learn more about Agurian and for more digital marketing tips and insights, head to agurian.com.